Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. People need to have a place where they can go and get a really, really, really good product in, in that tax space. They really need to have someone talk to them about you know, how can we mitigate taxes? What are some ideas? You know, what are some things that we can do that are going to return communication that are going to work with them in the way that they want to be worked in this, in this new age that we're living in. And I just could not turn my back on them. I just couldn't do it. Welcome to the business strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you make more profit with less effort. My name is Geraldine Carter. Many of you know how difficult and time consuming it can be to run a tax shop. It's all too easy to get buried under a mountain of tax, underpriced services, and be in what feels like a near steady state of chaos. The desire is often to work 25 hours a week and take home compensation that's respectable and representative of all the work that you have put in to attain the knowledge that can be so valuable and to stop grinding it out. My guest today is Catherine Osmond. Catherine is a CPA in South Texas who called two years ago now, wanting to get off the hamster wheel and get intentional about creating a thriving practice that is designed and built to sell at a high multiple. We've been working together on that vision. And we're talking today about what has changed since we spoke last year on the podcast, episodes 140 and 142, and what she has learned in the year since then, so that you can have a window into what shifting your accounting practice is actually like. Catherine, welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So before we jump in, just give listeners a high-level sense, if you would, of your tax firm and your... CFO for ag and farmers? Like, how big are those? How many clients? How much revenue? How many staff do you have? Just like that. Right now, we've basically got two segments of our business. We have what I lovingly refer to as the tax factory. And we have about 1,500 clients in the tax factory and 12 staff members that are helping facilitate that. Um, in that segment, we are kind of a typical tax factory in that we also offer some ancillary services like payroll and bookkeeping for about 70 clients that we see on a monthly basis. The rest of all of those 1,500 clients we only see about annually, just sort of that typical CPA practice. On the ag side, we currently have four clients that we're doing CFO work for on the ag side. And a handful of clients that we're doing, maybe 15 other clients that we're doing transactional type work for and may see them 
you know, two or three times a year. And I've got two other staff members that are dedicated to the ag segment. Um, so that's kind of how we're broken down and the structure of, of how we're moving forward. So a year ago when we talked, you described yourself as being in transition away from the tax and into the CFO for farmers. How would you describe where you are now? What's changed in the last year? So much has really changed in the last year. I decided early last year that I knew that I needed to get myself out of the tax factory and into the ag space, which is really where my passion is and really where I know that this industry is going. This industry is going into a more niched space. And I know in my head that that's the right thing to do. So I knew that I needed to get out of the tax factory and into this niched space that we were carving out. So I hired a tax manager last summer that really facilitated a great space for me to be able to back out of that tax factory and start really focusing on um, the farmers, these clients, and just building out, continuing to build out, because we do have a great process in the ag space right now, but to continue to build out that ag space. Geraldine, with Geraldine's help, we were able to roll out a podcast in May of this year. You know, that tax manager just really uh, allowed me to be able to really start elevating the ag services. In April of 2022, we rolled out a brand new website, which is going to act as a funnel for us. So we've got, I don't even know, I don't even know all the correct terminology, but we've got all of the bells and whistles on that website that are going to allow us to collect the names and to get that subscription base kicking. And then we were also able in May of 2022 to roll out the podcast, which has been super exciting for me, something that's always kind of been in the back of my mind, but I've never really known how to do it. So we were able to get that live, which has been really, really exciting. Um, in May of 2022, however, my tax manager did move on to another firm, decided that tax wasn't her bag. And so we're in another transition, but I think that's what it's all about, right? Is continuing to transition and continuing to find new ways of doing things. And so at this time, I'm actually doing some research and talking to some companies about outsourcing some of the tax work so that I can still alleviate my time to be able to really focus on that that ag space, which is really where I want to put the, the vast majority of my time. Got you. I think one of the questions that was sort of outstanding that we didn't, we weren't quite sure how it would play out was what we were going to do or what you were going to do with the tax arm of your business and how, you know, was that thing going to stay alive? Was it, were we going to fold it? Were you going to sell it off right away? Were you just going to kind of let it, let it die on the vine, if you will? And I'm wondering how your view of that for listeners, because I think a lot of listeners, a lot of CPAs are in this space where they know they need to niche, but it's very difficult. It can be difficult to take what you have and transform it. It can be easier to just create a new side branch and build that while you sort of let your tax shop, you know, spin it, let it stay alive. But there can be some uncertainty as to how to navigate that. And I also think that there's not necessarily a right or wrong way. It's just what's right for you. Can you share with listeners how you thought about that and whether or not to keep the tax factory and what made you want to hold on to it in the end? 
Yeah, that was a tough decision. And I, I went back and forth on it. When you and I first started talking in June of 2020, I was just I'm getting rid of the tax factory and I'm just going to do this niche. I mean, there's that's just the bottom line. That's what everybody's doing and that's what needs to be done. And then I kind of went back and forth on it a little bit. I probably vacillated at least two or three times between I'm keeping it, I'm giving it away, I'm keeping it, I'm giving it back and forth. I think I finally decided that I'm going to keep it. And not only am I going to keep it, but I'm going to, I don't want to say grow it because I don't feel like that we're actively marketing and advertising and growing that segment, but I'm also not turning people away. And I think what made me make that decision was that I know I know this is a nationwide problem. I get that this is a nationwide problem, but I can really only speak about my little neck of the woods. We've got such an aging industry. So many of the CPAs in, in my little area are either really should have already retired or they are very, very close to retiring. As technology continues to consume our space, these older and aging senior CPAs are not keeping up with those times and maybe just kind of, they're not getting, our clients are not getting the value that they deserve. I guess that really is the bottom line of what I'm trying to say. And it just, it really is something that pains me. It pains me because the tax code is so complicated and people need to have a place where they can go and get a really, really, really good product in, in that tax space, they really need to have someone talk to them about, you know, how can we mitigate taxes? What are some ideas? You know, what are some things that we can do that are going to return communication, that are going to work with them in the way that they want to be worked in this in this new age that we're living in? And I just could not turn my back on them. I just couldn't do it. So I made the decision that I was going to just move forward and keep my tax practice, my tax factory, as I call it. Um, in place. And although I wasn't going to actively market it, I was going to create a place where people can get an excellent service and an excellent product. And so at the end of the day, that's what I've decided to do. Working to get that set up where it kind of manages itself, that's a bad way of saying that. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working to set that tax factory up in a way that I don't have to spend so much time there so that I can spend my time in this niche because as we, you know, as we work to it at some point sell for a high multiple, I know it's that niche space that's going to get me that high multiple. I know that a tax factory is not going to get me the high multiple. But I'm trying at the end of the day, I'm trying to make this a win-win, right? I want to serve my community, serve the people in my community, create a space where people can get an excellent product and an excellent service when they have a fairly normal or not a very complex tax return. But I also want to grow the space, grow the ag space so that when the time comes for me to go sit on a beach with a Mai Tai that I can sell for the largest multiple that I can possibly sell for. That was a long answer to a short question. <laughs> That's all right. Last question about the tax factory before we go over to um, Farm and Ag CPA and the podcast and subscription and stuff. You posted in the Slack channel um, yesterday, I think, about having raised your prices and a conversation you had with a prospect. Can you share that little story and what happened and what that was like? Absolutely. It was so funny. So Geraldine and I have been working on 
a new website for the tax factory as well. We just kind of wanted to freshen some things up and, and just kind of position some things there. So as we were working on this new website, she told me, she said, I've got three different packages that your clients are going to be able to choose from instead of the 999 a la carte items that I always have. She said, we're just going to do three packages. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. So she said, the first um, the first package is just going to be just tax prep. Just tax prep. That's it. And it's going to start at $4.95. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of high, but okay. And then she said, the second one, they're going to be able to get some basic tax planning from you. But we're going to keep it pretty basic. And that's going to start at $2,500. And I was like, oh gosh, wow, okay. Then she said the third one is going to be high-level tax planning, and we're going to start that one at $4,500. Well, my um, office manager and I were talking about that, and we were both just having the conversation of, oh boy, you know, we may as well just go ahead and close the doors now at the tax factory because nobody's going to pay that, and it's just going to have a self, you know, just a, it's a natural death is what it's going to have. So in the Slack channel yesterday, I was telling the story about a client, a new potential client called. It was going to be a tax client, not an ag client. And she said, I'm really not happy with my current CPA. He never returns any communication, and I just am ready to switch. And so what does your what does your service start at? And I said, well, my tax returns just a 1040 start at 495. And she said, okay. She said, well, I really need some help on some you know, understanding the tax code a little bit more and some things that we can do to help mitigate taxes. And I really just need some help. So how much does that cost? And I said, well, that would start at 2500 And she said, okay. She said, do I need to pay that in full to get started? And I said, well, you can pay half down and then we'll collect the rest over the course of the months up through April. And she said, okay, I'm going to get that money together and I'm going to come and, and, and get started with you. And I thought, my goodness, I already had the burial plot ready for my tax factory because surely this was going to be a slow, slow, steady death. And the very first person, the very first person (laughs) was like, okay, when can we start? I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, it's not going to be a slow death after all. I didn't need that burial plot. I can sell it to somebody else. <laughs> so what is that? I mean, how does that shift how you think? And what are the implications of the pricing shift to the rest of your firm if you start running at those prices? You know, I don't remember who it was that you had interviewed on one of, the, one of your other podcasts who said that the people who were always complaining about your price and always complaining about, well, you forgot to take the mileage on or whatever, they're always just complaining, complaining, complaining. And they're they're the people who call and you see it on the caller ID and you go, oh gosh, do I really have to answer? I don't want to talk to them today. That those people are the ones that just do not value you, don't value your service. They're always complaining. They're always victims the victim for whatever situation is going on in their life. And usually you're the cause for all of those situations. <laughs> but I think the thing that it solidified for me was that there are people out there who truly see the value in what we're doing. And just to get a dadgum phone call returned, when you, when you, when you have your sights set on excellence and you build relationships with your people Those people see that value, and they are willing to pay you for that value. 
I frequently say the instructions to the tax code is over 55,000 pages long. There's definite value in what we bring to the table. And I think that that was what it just really spoke to me was, was what I don't have to just cut my price and make all the concessions in order to bring every Tom, Dick, and Harry in who at the end of the day is going to complain because they ended up owing $500 more than what you had estimated them. It's just, I want to work with people who want to work with me and will value my service. I don't want to work with the people who are going to be complaining and um, angry and excuse the French, but just pissed off all the time. I don't want to work with them. And this is really closing the door on them and opening the door for a whole fresh new set of people who are going to value us. And I'm really, 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 really excited about that. And I can't wait for the second person to call now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love it. And it's like your prices, when you set them, like you said, with your site set on excellence, you begin to attract the people who want the excellent service. Whereas when their prices are low, you attract the people who are just shopping on price and they end up being really difficult. So I want to go over to the uh, farm and ag CPA side of things and talk specifically about what you, you've been doing a lot of foundation building over there, going to conferences, talking to kind of high up academics around the state. So tell us what's happening there and where you see that headed. Getting myself out of the tax factory has made it possible for me to start networking in this space and and like you said going to these conferences and meeting some of these academics across the whole nation um i just took one of my other staff members up to fort collins colorado for a conference up there met some incredibly incredibly intelligent people in the ag space from academics to nonprofit organizations that are trying to help agriculture producers to further their business and just being able to Gosh, just being able to get in their space changes, A, it changes your attitude about the service that you're offering. I think sometimes we can get into, we, we, we ourselves can get into a funk, wondering, did we make the right decisions? Did, are, are, we really, are we really worth this much when we get into our own head? Me being able to get out of the tax factory and to get around these other people, these academics and these these other people in this space has really, really confirmed that the value that we're producing is so, so well worth it for these people and that we are actually offering a service that's critical for them to be able to continue to grow in the ag space. And it's been really, really exciting to be able to start to network with these people and to get in this space. And it would not have happened had I not taken myself out of the tax factory. One of the things that agriculture producers always, every year they do a renewal with the bank. Every single year we have to go through an entire complicated, crazy bank process for them to get their loans ready for the next production cycle. When we were up in Fort Collins, I haven't even told Geraldine this story, so this is going to be new to her ears too. We were up in Fort Collins, and I was able to get in front of the powers that be with this, with the uh, organization that put this conference on, and they have created an amazing report package that is already ready to go to the bank with all of the bank's answers already 
there. Most agriculture producers <laughs> still keep their books on the back of a napkin or the back of an envelope or whatever piece of paper is the closest to them. And even with my tax work, I get a lot, that's how I get tax work is just, you know, a napkin or two napkins, <laughs> one that has expenses and one that has income. And that's how we do the tax return. This, this organization is a nonprofit organization and they have created this amazing tool that creates a 30 or 40 page report that you take down to the bank and it is already all the all the questions are already answered just an amazing thing and this this man was sharing with me that you know he takes around it they they're in Illinois so they're not down in South Texas but that he takes these sample packets to bankers and the bankers are just salivating all over the place because it just makes their job so much easier. The farmers are getting their funds so much faster because they don't have to jump through all the dadgum hoops. And they're getting better interest rates because the banker has so much more confidence because we're doing a professional presentation. I would not have had the opportunity to sit down one-on-one -on -one with that man in Fort Collins, Colorado, had I been back in Texas still doing tax returns and facilitating a tax factory. Yeah, it's the connections to the other vendors. and Absolutely. The this is what we're working to continue to do. This is what we're working to continue to not separate the two, but separate the two. I don't need to be in that tax factory doing the day-to-day -day work. I need to be back in my office and out in the field, no pun intended, to facilitate better and better processes and, and products for these agriculture producers that we're loving working with. Let's come up a level. So you have two businesses and lots of hats to wear. So how do you think about allocating your time so that each of your roles gets sort of satisfactory attention? The way that I handle my week now is I, I really manage my calendar. So I have certain days that I do certain things. And it's not even certain days, it's certain swaths of time, right? So between 8 and 10 in the morning, it's all about me being the CEO, getting started on the day, um, doing high-level work to kind of continue to foster relationships with the academics and the other professionals in the industry, you know, work on creating different products and, and things for the, for the company. Um, and then after that, that next swath of time, I uh, spend a couple of hours working with clients individually. I just break my day up into, into, into chunks. Some of the chunks are two hours long. Some of the chunks are only 15 minutes long. But it is on my calendar so the entire staff knows. And they know that if it's, you know, if it's CEO time, then Catherine is not to be doing anything except CEO time in that space. And I make sure that they continue to honor that. Because if they can, if they start to disrespect it, or if I allow them, if if I allow them to take that boundary down, then I'm not going to get the things done that I need to get done. So I always make sure that they are respecting that calendar, respecting that space, and they are not allowed. I always say, unless it's death or dilation, you cannot, you know, you can't cross that line. Whatever that calendar says is what is going on in, in that time. So unless it's death or dilation, don't knock on my door or call my phone or whatever. The other thing I've done that's been that's been huge is I put do not disturb on my cell phone. So my cell phone goes do not disturb from 9 to 3 every day, Monday through Friday. 
The only people that can call me are my children. And again, they have been instructed <laughs> that it's death or dilation for you too <laughs> between nine and three. That's the other thing that was huge. It doesn't bing, ping, ding, ring, or anything else from nine to three. And so I do not get distracted with that darn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which can, I mean, totally pull your focus away to the point where you can almost get nothing done if you're getting notified about small level things all the time. Do you also have uh, CFO time and COO time baked into your calendar? I do. I do. I have CEO time, CFO time, and COO time. (laughs) So all of those are baked into the calendar. And I try to keep them consistent by day. So, you know, every day from eight to 10, that is my CEO time. So it doesn't change. Like Monday is the same as Tuesday is the same as Wednesday. The only thing that really changes for me, we have two locations. So the only thing that really changes for me is where I'm doing that. But it's the same thing every day. Um, I feel like that that consistency, it's like my brain, it's almost like, what do they call that? Like memory, like memory, muscle memory. It's almost like I get muscle memory and my body and my brain automatically goes into CEO mode from 8 to 10 every day. It's just whether I'm in my Victoria office or my Edna office or my home office, it's going to happen at 8 to 10, I'm doing CEO. So I almost feel like the consistency of that really creates a great flow for me. Um, I'm just ready to, ready to, that muscle memory just makes me ready to do those things each day. Gotcha. Okay. I love that. And that sort of reminds me of the episode that I did with John Lee Dumas about batching time and just how helpful that is to kind of keep your brain organized. Okay. So with a few minutes we have left, I want to talk about your podcast and headed into subscription um, and subscription beyond simply monthly accounting services, a different kind of subscription. First podcast, what's the name of your podcast? And for listeners who are thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm a CPA, a, a podcast, what? How do you think about your podcast? Where does it fit into your business? What do you talk about? Just give us the high level. I love my podcast. <laughs> it was so hard at first to kind of get started on it. And, and the first one that we did was really difficult. And I have to tell you, the first one that I was sitting there trying to record, I was like, okay, this isn't for me. I'm no good at this. This is horrible. This is like, I've got all this anxiety. I need to go have a glass of wine. Like, this is horrible. But the more that I did, the more that I got in the groove of it, and I am in love with my podcast now. So it is called the Farm and Ag CPA Podcast, and we're on like everything. I think we're on Apple and 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 Spotify and all the all the good platforms for um, for podcast. We talk about everything, so we keep it we keep it strictly for agriculture producers, right? But we're talking about how to read a balance sheet, why the numbers are important, why ratios are important. We talk about tax planning. We talk about how to get better interest rates. It's just, it's just crazy. I'm so excited about being able to teach these agriculture producers about how to read financial statements to be able to manage their business. I had a conversation with someone, not an ag producer, but someone yesterday and gave the analogy that your financial statements are like the dashboard on your car. I said, you know, you know that something is wrong with your car when you hear the tick in the engine. And that's kind of how entrepreneurs have a gut feeling about whether their business is doing well or if it's not because they're listening listening for the tick all the time. But your dashboard will tell you weeks before the tick even starts that there's something wrong. 
and it, you can get that car into the car dealership to get it looked at. Same thing with your financial statements. If you know two or three or four months before your gut is telling you that something is wrong, before there's no money in the bank, <laughs> then it gives you time to make the changes that you need before that devastating thing happens. So, and, and farmers, like I said, envelopes, that's what we get, napkins, that's what we get. So it is so important for me to teach agriculture producers what they should be looking for on their financial statements. And that's really what we're talking about. And then that tax planning piece, I don't want to do just tax planning because that would get boring. So we're kind of mixing it up from kind of just CFO work, what CFOs do for big corporations is what we're doing. And that's kind of the conversation that we're having. So super excited about that. Um, we've got the Farm and Ag CPA website up and going, and we're collecting right now, we're collecting email addresses with the lead magnet. We have a space that we're, our subscription is going to be where we're going to be rolling out education pieces, different resources and education pieces, videos about different things in this financial arena for ag producers. We'll do a, a weekly or monthly, I'm not sure yet, we haven't made that final decision, but we'll do a Q&A once a week or once a month where people can log on to a Zoom call and ask questions and we'll answer specific questions for them. Um, we've also rolled out some other packages besides just the CFO work. We've also rolled out some things like if you just want to have a conversation with me, let me take a look at your financial statements and do kind of a high level tax plan for you. Um, we've rolled out some things like that as well. So there's some other options that they can have. If they don't want to work with me one-on-one -on, -one on a long-term basis, they can still get some goodness and get some direction on where to go and how to you know, implement some of these tax savings and, and interest savings and ratios to look at and all the goodness that we have to offer. So we're trying to really touch as many people as we can out there in, in the cloud. I love that. So you've got, there's two things kind of in there. So just for listeners to clarify, you have the subscription piece where there might be either a once a week or a once a, once a month kind of Zoom call, and it might be 49 or 99 or 149 a month, where they're not your accounting clients, but they can just come in for guidance, expertise, ask questions about their numbers. What should I be doing? What should I be looking at? How do I understand this thing? That's the subscription product, yeah, that's being built out and that's going to launch that's soon. Right. And then the second thing that you mentioned is the single standalone services that are one-time services that might be like a 90-minute strategy session where you look inside their financial statements, understand them, make recommendations, or a, a more in-depth consulting package, but it's still a one-time package where they don't become your monthly accounting client. Right, exactly. Okay, cool. So a number of different kinds of services at different price points that are outside the traditional box of become my monthly client or my annual tax client that enable your ideal buyer, farmers with 7,500 acres or plus or minus, to have access to knowledge and expertise without having to make the giant transition or commitment that is transitioning your books, transitioning your account and your tax person. I love that. So as we wrap up here, what would you say you're most excited about going forward? I'm excited about getting the rest of the rest of the dream rolled out, right? So I feel like there's a lot of the, there's a lot of things that we're adding that we're changing, not changing, but adding. You know, we just got that podcast done, we just got that website done. I'm ready to get start the 
behind the wall, the subscription, um, the paid subscription behind the wall. I'm ready to start getting that rolled out. I'm ready to build my podcast. We've got six podcasts. I believe it's six that are live right now. You know, I'm ready to get that from six to 60 (laughs) so that when we talk next year, we've got a vast library of podcasts that have answers for a lot of questions for farmers and that we've got that paid subscription. We've got resources back there. I'm really excited to get those things rolled out and to start, you know, generating revenue in those other spaces that right now are just, they're not in the planning stage, but they're in the implementation stage. And I'm ready to get those rolled out and, and to start the, the revenue production from those new new areas. So those are the things I'm excited about is is going ahead and finishing implementing and seeing the fruit from these ideas. Catherine, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure, Geraldine. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for working with me. Yes, it's mutual. I love it. There's just no limit to the value you can provide to your clients when you burrow into your niche. And even better, sometimes that value can be created with very little effort on your part. That's when you really start to experience the joy of niching, like when Catherine can leverage specialized software so clients, farmers, can get their renewals done faster and at better interest rates. If you have your sights set on excellence and want to provide more value with less effort inside a clearly defined niche, stop what you're doing and head on over to GeraldineCarter.com to subscribe to my daily drip of business strategy for CPAs. You'll get one easily digestible tip a day on how to position your business, how to price your services, and how to sell outcomes so that you can be more profitable, get your time back, and get off the tax hamster wheel for once and for all. That URL again is GeraldineCarter.com. All right, that's it from me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.